0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: We're fixing to have us a good day.
2: This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. Nothing much. Just trying to survive quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're doing our part to help that be a little uh, a little more bearable. Hey, shout out to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. We've talked about how Fetch Me, how good they are at being involved in the community. Uh, I got this note from Fetch Me earlier today, actually, saying that they just started a Facebook group called War Damn Eateries or hashtag WDE. And a related GoFundMe page as a way to help uh, create uh, community and businesses together while also supporting the frontline healthcare heroes working days and nights at East Alabama Medical Center. Donations of any amount will be accepted on the GoFundMe page. Uh, With the donations, late night dinner will be ordered from our local restaurants and and delivered to the nights, or delivered at night, excuse me, to healthcare heroes staff. At EAMC. AMC, fetch me signed up for twenty-five meals a day. As we coordinate with uh, Laura Easton, who's the chaplain at the AMC, she does some of their stuff for their foundation as well. She's um, she's an awesome awesome lady. Uh, we are trying to move aggressively, given many of the hospital heroes can't leave their shift, and the days do blend it uh, one to another. So yes, so please uh, help fetch me out. They're always trying to to help feed folks, and in this case, helping those. Exhausted and tired healthcare workers at our local hospital—that's huge. Um, they they kind of stepped up every year with the B Bama food drive. I mean, that's just something that they're passionate about feeding people and um, de- delivering it. So they're the best. Uh, they're the best in the business. If you're in the Auburn or like area, as far as getting your meals delivered, one because of their service, two because they're really good people, and three because they just do stuff like this. They genuinely care. <laughs> Uber Eats and Grubhub aren't doing that. You know what I mean? They're not doing it here, especially. So I um, just want to give a nod to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. All right, dude, you pumped for today's show?
3: I am. I don't know where we're going, but I'm excited to get there. Hey,
2: we got a ton of listener calls, which I am pumped about. We also got uh, we got another line from Vegas to look at. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. You don't? Okay, well, cool. I, I want to get your uh, your raw thoughts on that as well.
3: I, I've been struggling to like go on the internet lately because like going on Twitter just makes me upset because it's a bunch of people just being like stay at home and there's, I'm like I am like I'm doing that right please stop telling me to do that
2: and we got uh we got some news to that will wrap up today's show so surprisingly uh, a pretty loaded show today people saying you know there's no content out there just
0: you're, just you're just not looking you're just not looking find it.
2: yep absolutely and we're working hard for you all right so you can call the locked on Auburn podcast voicemail machine at two oh five. 502-4285, This is uh, Justin from Lafette for his call of the day.
1: What's up, guys? Justin from Lafette here. Hey. Um. Hi. So God forbid we don't have a college football season, but
2: don't say that. I've heard
1: rumors of people throwing out that they might be like a abbreviated season for every team, to where you play nine games, all conference games. Um, I feel like that would hurt the SEC more than any other conference. Seeing as in I wholeheartedly feel the SEC has the best conference, and therefore, let's say you have an Auburn team and an Alabama team that are the best in their conference, right? But at the end, Alabama beats Auburn, and Alabama makes it into whatever is after the nine-team conference play. But that Auburn team can still probably beat most teams, most top teams in other conferences, but they're not going to make it into whatever type of playoff they're going to do because they choose the best from each conference. I would just like to hear your opinion on that because I don't, I don't think that would give the SEC itself a fair shot at the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like if you got an Alabama and Auburn team sitting one and two respectively, you would think they would sit one and two, but they're not because only one of them won the conference. Therefore, the other one's not going to make it in regardless. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, Justin. So I think the thing you're referring to is, the gist of it is you just play your whole season is just your conference game. So I've seen that proposed and thrown out there. I don't think that's a doable thing, but we'll play along with the hypothetical. I'm fine with it because if there are modifications this the season, it's, I think they're going to be creative with how they do it. So, um, operating on the assumption that's what we would do next year, I think I don't know how much that changes it as far as like if assuming they do a, a 14 playoff, I don't know how much different it would be. I mean, with that example, if if there were two teams that had one and two in the conference and it ended up that way and one beat the other, I think we've seen the College Football Playoff Committee not necessarily care about the time of the loss. So, I mean, if they firmly believed, you know, going into the last week of the regular season, if there was one and two and it was clear they were the top two teams in the country. We saw Alabama get in, Alabama get in in, what was it 2018, 2017, 2017. Yeah, after losing the Iron Bowl? Yeah. yeah so. I don't, think, um, I don't think that would be um, detrimental to the SEC. What do you think?
3: Uh, teams rarely lose out-of-conference games, um, like the, the best teams in the country. Uh, the only time it really happens is when they're playing one of the other best teams in the country. Uh, I, I think it would actually benefit the SEC, Because you'd probably have an undefeated team or a one-loss team uh, in each division going into the uh, SEC championship game, and you're almost guaranteed to get someone in. Also, you have a much greater chance that the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC will like their top team will slip up more than the SEC teams will.
2: Yeah, I think the top two or three teams year in and year out with the SEC it's, it's the, usually is the best conference from, you know, one to 14, but one, two, and three are a lot better than four, five, and six on a given year. So I still think that separation would happen. I think, you know, nationwide, I don't think the Final Four team standing would be different. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong on that. Yeah. Um, uh, I tend to
3: agree with you, but I
2: do want to say uh, college football season is going to happen. Right, right. All right. So uh, Justin called back and he gave us some crazy information.
1: Hey, Zach and Michael. This is Justin from Pike Road, Alabama. I was calling to see why voting for Chuma 56 times was so wrong. Also, I'm glad y'all jumped on the steel train. Absolutely love the show, guys. Thanks for letting me call.
3: Wait, so. It wasn't Chuma, it was Justin. Is that a different... That's a different, Justin. I think the number was the same. But one's from Lafette and one's from Pike
2: Road. Or whatever. I'm pretty sure the number was the same. Are those the same place? Don't know. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. I thought Pike Road was... uh The street? Montgomery? Is Lafette
3: Montgomery? No. I don't... It I'm, is not. I'm new to Alabama geography. <laughs> um... Why did you call in and tell us that? I was perfectly fine believing that it was Chumo for the rest of my life.
2: <laughs> Alright, then Justin called again.
1: Hey guys, it's Justin again from Lafette. I don't mean to bombard you with questions. I maybe they are different. You're talking about options to do top said Lafette again. You could do top position players and maybe do top 5s as opposed to top 10s because top 10s might be a bit tedious when you get to linemen. I do think you should do linemen because linemen don't get enough love. But like I said, love you might Lyman. not be able to find 10 linemen to reference in a certain order for said list. And if you did top five, you could just do like one episode for running backs and one episode for quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. All right. All
3: right thanks, guys. Bye. Thank oh, you, Justin. Ever. I thought he, the whole time he was talking, I was thinking he meant on the team. Like (laughs) top ten wide receivers right now. (laughs) He said top five quarterbacks. I was like, there's only three. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, yeah. Uh, we're doing to do a top ten list this week. Uh, Part one will be Friday. Part two will be next Tuesday. But the top ten Auburn teams in all history—not just football, but just the top ten Auburn teams—I think that'll be. That'll be fun to, to go through and Spoiler kind of at sports.
3: Of my number one team, just letting everyone know, 2019 Equestrian, baby. Let's go. Undefeated national champs.
2: All right. Cool. Um Yeah, no, we'll probably do that. It's gonna be a long offseason. So we'll probably do all of that, Justin. Appreciate the appreciate the nod. 205-502-4285. We will take more listener calls next, right here on Locked on Auburn. Before we jump back into today's edition of the podcast, want to give a give a, a request out to you guys. If you appreciate the show, if you appreciate the grind that we're doing, finding content for you guys each and every day. If you're listening on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave us a review. But more importantly, subscribe, click that subscribe button. And if you're on Spotify, click follow. And however you're listening to podcasts, subscribe, like, follow, whatever it is based on that app to the show. We would really uh, really appreciate that. Alright, Mike from Missouri calls the Locked On Auburn hotline 205-502-4285 Hey, what's going on guys? This is Mike from Missouri. Mike! Uh, so Jalen Green expected to announce what uh, I am hoping uh, will be his college deci- decision in Auburn. Um, hopefully that will not be proven wrong by the time this question makes it on air. Uh, one, if he, if he signs is this going to be Bruce Pearl? Uh, is this going to be his best uh, signing class, dating back even to his yes. time at Tennessee? Yes. Uh, and side question, what is Auburn's feeling next year? Uh, I'm kind of expecting a little bit more of like your standard Kentucky or Duke season where they get a lot of one and done, uh and they don't really reach their peak as to what they could do uh, if they had juniors or seniors, uh, more like what Auburn's team looked like in uh, 20, the 2018-2019 season when we mm. made it to the Final Four. Hey, thanks for taking my uh, call, and uh, War war Mike, thank you so much for listening. All the way from Missouri, man. That's awesome. Missouri. That is awesome. Think about what he just asked. I mean, think about the words that just came out of Mike's mouth. I mean, you talk about... Auburn's recruiting class, potential recruiting class in basketball being the same as Kentucky or Duke. Um, as far as how they operate next year, let's assume they get Jalen Green. A lot of people I really respect and trust think that Auburn will get Jalen Green. He makes his decision on April 15th. So that is a week from uh, today as we record this on Wednesday. But That'll make your not-tax day a little better. That's true. That's true. Gay taxes. But the whole... um. I don't know the whole like one and done thing at Auburn. I don't think that I don't think Auburn can out Kentucky and Duke. Kentucky and Duke, you know what I mean? I think they need to to have a right mix of one and done guys with Cooper and with Green, assuming Green comes once again. And you pair those guys with a bunch of solid sophomores. It looks like a good squad next year, but then following that year, all those solid sophomores, I don't think any of them are really taking that next step. So then all of a sudden you have. A bunch of solid juniors, and then can Auburn get another possibly one and done guy and pair those guys together? And I think when you look at it that way, it's like, well, Auburn may be in a good spot to succeed for a while. I totally agree.
3: Uh, the difference between Auburn and you know the the potential Auburn team next year and what Duke and Kentucky are doing is that Auburn, if Jalen Green comes, Auburn will have. One for sure, one and done guy in Jalen Green, and then a guy in Shreve Cooper who is probably a one and done if he has a good season. Uh, I think his height is a bit of an issue for him, um, but that's not something that would really change. So if he has a good year, he might as well just go. Yeah. Um. I I, I agree with what you said, Zach. I I think that you know the experience that these freshmen have f- or or got during this past basketball season... Yeah, you're Flanagan, you're
2: Cambridge. I mean, those guys... Those they're guys not already, young guys anymore. right?
3: I mean, they're, they have, you know, a full season of college basketball playing every game. Like, they're... Yeah, you're right. They're experienced guys. Also, I don't think it can be said enough, if Bruce Pearl lands Jalen Green, it is the single best recruit to ever come to Auburn.
2: Yeah, in any sport. And I think when you look at him and Sharif... I mean, even guys like um, like Chris Moore. I mean, I think you could say this is the best Auburn recruiting class ever of any sport.
3: Maybe. I have not looked at the class top to bottom. I know uh, we talked about the guy in Arkansas a couple of weeks ago who yeah. was named Mr. Basketball. Yeah, Chris and everything. Moore. That's yeah. Chris Moore, okay. Uh, and then they also have the guy from Kentucky who's supposed to be a real knockdown shooter. Sure. I mean, what Bruce Pearl's been able to do with this recruiting class is ridiculous. But we're talking about a guy who... In Jalen Green, whose lowest ranking across the board, the last time I looked, if you look at each of the different sites, the lowest he was ranked anywhere was third. Mm. Third. It's crazy. It's like, crazy. Even when Byron Cowart came to Auburn, and he
2: was the number one, he was not number one on everyone's board. Well, he was he was one on ESPN. He was like 10-ish everywhere else. But you know, folks rode with that number one ranking on ESPN, which is. Which is fine. Hey, call the Locked On Auburn Hotline. We love shows like this. It makes the content in the offseason so much easier. 205-502-4285. This is Chris from Chapel Hill, a member of the Locked On Auburn Listener Hall of Fame.
1: Hey, this is Chris uh, Messick from Chapel Hill, Tennessee. I just want to give a shout-out to y'all's show. Um, This day and time, when it's not much sports, we don't get much on, on talk radio, and vocal talk radio, whatever. But the one thing that I've noticed is, is lockdown is the the interesting shows that y'all putting on there. It makes you want to come back. That's I want to say thank you to y'all because with no sports coming on whatsoever, we still got this and that. I thank y'all, War Eagle.
2: We're not going anywhere, Chris. We appreciate the kind words. We are so pumped and happy to. Uh Hear that you uh, you feel that way, and uh, yeah, we encourage you guys to kind of make this part of a routine. You know, listening habits have been all over the place. There's been a lot of a lot of numbers and studies throughout the podcasting realm that I've been looking at, and you know, podcast listening is down right now. It's down right now for uh, for our show. It's gotten better. It dropped a lot when everything got canceled, as you would expect, and it's gone up a little bit over the past looks few like weeks. People got bored. Yep. <laughs> and... Yep. And so uh, people are starting to slowly come back. And I think people are also starting to kind of figure out how to get a daily routine again, even Mm -hmm. though you can't really go anywhere. So, yeah, I would encourage you guys to find ways to work this into your daily routine. We're trying to get uh, we're trying to get those numbers back up to where they were a few months ago, but still uh, still blows me away how many people listen to the show. So thank you. uh, Thank you so much, Chris. Chris, uh, that
3: was the nicest thing anyone has said to me in a a long time. Also, I appreciate um, that.
2: Chris, I love you. I also love you. Love you so much. All right. Uh, we got uh, we got a few news stories I want to touch on next right here on Locked on
0: Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All
2: right, man. You ready to roll? You ready to do this thing? I'm ready to rock if you're ready to roll. Let's do it. Let's go. My pin just ran out. What in the world? All right, so the first story that I want to touch on is Caesars in Vegas, that sports book released the over under win totals for Auburn. Ooh. This year? Is it nine? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. So it's a minus 190 for the over. Wow. And it's a plus 170 for the under. Wow. So you hadn't seen this. I want your genuine response. Go.
3: Uh, I, I mean, I think you just heard it. I asked if it was nine, and it, it sounds like it's going to move that way. Um, Eight and a half is, uh, I I think, a pretty good number based on previous Auburn seasons. And, uh, you know, when you look at the team they have coming back and some of the unknowns at key positions, really just on the offensive lines where the big question marks are. But um, I like nine. Uh, I think nine's a great number. Yeah. I don't like anything at minus 190, or one, my, that's what you said, right? Minus 190?
2: Minus 190 for the over, plus 170 for the under.
3: Yeah, I think the... Uh, so that the, means they want you to bet the under, right? Yeah. Okay. It means money has... It means they're either expecting a lot of money to come in on the over, or money has come in on the over.
2: So... Um, yeah, I've the, seen other books have... Uh, I think Bovada has Auburn right at nine. So that makes sense. So the next step
3: after moving it up to minus 200 or something would be to jump it up to nine. Yeah,
2: okay. So you would take the over, but it's not worth it at one, minus 190? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that is what I'm saying. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, For those of you who don't know,
3: minus 190 means that you have to bet $190 to win 100 So essentially, you having to risk almost double what you're getting back.
2: And then for plus 170, does that mean you have to bet 170 to 100? No,
3: other way around. You bet, bet 100, 100 to win win 170. 170. The plus,
2: that makes sense. Okay. Cool. Yeah, okay, like we said, they want you to take the under. Yeah, I don't think... I mean that's a great line. I mean you think of like is this a nine and three team or is it an eight and four team? Like it's it's probably one of those two. So I'm fine with the line. I think it's the, I think it's at the right place.
3: But if we're like just off the top of your head, if you're circling games right now, you know during the lockdown uh, that you're you're really worried about Auburn losing,
2: it's Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. But is it
3: even LSU? With yes. A, with a new offensive coordinator and what is it, fifteen new starters.
2: It's a team that believes in themselves, man, and that's scary. That's true. And is incredibly it's, talented. And it's, it's towards just, the end of the year, so they got plenty of time to get in a groove. To get things figured out. I yeah. think Georgia is actually more likely to be a win than LSU is. Really? Next year, just a hunch.
3: But even so, if we're—I mean—we're circling three games, which means you know, a slip up against a Mississippi school with a, a new coach that runs a really good offense. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you know, you're right in that funky range there.
2: So. Yeah, the lines at the right. It's at the right spot yeah. for sure. All right, then a lot of uh, a lot of Auburn beat writers and aggregates. They did a, uh, a story. Max preps. You know, they cover high school sports. They did an all-decade team. Two Auburn guys made it. Did you see this? I did not. You want to guess who the two guys were? Which sport are we talking? Football. Uh, for high school. Yeah. So this would be as. Auburn recruits in this decade yep this decade Bo Nix nope really no no they're a lot more exciting and better high school quarterbacks than Bo I mean he set
3: like Alabama state records didn't he for like passing touchdowns and passing yards and yeah stuff? but I mean it's
2: more than Alabama you know
3: yeah that's true
2: um let me see I'm who the quarterbacks to were I got it pulled up right here Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, JT Daniels were first team. Let me scroll down to the second team offense. Bryce Young, DJ Aguilale. Huh. Class of 2020 guy, so he's coming up. And then uh, Tate Martell. Huh. Yeah, how about that? Kyler Murray,
3: undefeated three state championships? That's all right. Yeah. He did okay. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good benchmark. <laughs> At the highest level in uh, in Texas. I'm trying to think of who else it would be. Are they on
2: offense or defense? They're both on defense, actually. And it's interesting. Oh. One of them was the only defensive player to be named Max Preps Player of the Year. Carl it's, Lawson? It's, it, it, it's, it's Derek Brown. i thought that was too easy i was like it couldn't be
3: no it's not a trick thing i i, mean, we're I just, talking about a decade i was just like it's not gonna be the the obvious guy who i also like i forget
2: that derrick brown was such a heralded recruit like i, I mean, don't know it, it was such a big deal when auburn got him i mean i remember where it was when he announced it on signing day a few years ago uh I was in the wing studio at the old building at the Auburn Network. I mean, it was it was a big deal because it symbolized so much. It really started a trend of Auburn being able to go into Georgia, and start winning recruiting battles there. But um, what year was that? So he's a senior, so it would have been four years ago. So twenty sixteen. But
3: yeah, so February twenty sixteen. Yeah, I have no idea where I was. Okay. I remember watching Byron Cowart commit, but okay. that was... The other one is
2: not Byron Cowart. Okay, thanks. It is Owen Papo. Owen Papo, he became the first freshman to earn an invite to the opening. One of the Peach State's best ever. So there wow. you go. So, another Georgia guy, you know. So, I'm telling you, Derek Brown started a trend and allowed Gus Malzahn's oh. crew to be able to go into the state of Georgia and get some of these really talented guys. So, there's that. I thought that was a fun thing to end on.
3: I agree. I, that is a fun thing to do. on.
2: Yes? I think... You're giving me, like, the double finger guns right now. The only
3: thing that stood in the way of Owen Papo being, like, a freshman All-American or whatever last season was the KJ fact... K.J. Britt. I was going to say the fact that Auburn had was rotating in three other linebackers.
2: And they're still all there. Like, what's that going to look yeah. like?
3: And you- you're adding other guys who are... Absolutely, look like they're going to be incredible football players.
2: I think you're going to see more three linebacker sets, but Owen oh, Papo is like actually a nickel. I think you're going to see that more next year. Ooh. You know what I mean? Because he's so Because I think that's his position in the next level. I, I don't think he's a linebacker in the NFL. I think yeah, he's, he's like a
3: uh, Dion B- Buchanan. Um, yeah,
2: or like a, what's the honey badger?
3: Name? Yeah, he's just he's a little more of a true free safety. I think. They move little. him around like crazy, they, oh, man. absolutely. They'll,
2: they'll, like, they'll put him on a slot receiver or tie yeah. it in to jam him at the line. I mean, he can do anything.
3: Who is uh, – is it Darren Bates? Is he the guy who was on, uh, like, the Rams? Darren Bates was on the Rams, yeah. Um, Mark Barron, that's who I'm thinking of. He Mark was like, Barron was there too, yeah. He was, like, listed as a linebacker on the Rams, but he was number 26.
2: Yeah, he was a safety at Tampa, then he got traded to the Rams. He was a first-round pick with Tampa – Yeah, they traded him to the Rams, and they moved him up uh, to a linebacker, and he does all kinds of stuff, or he did all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. for them. But where can people find you and hear you, bud? Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato.
3: Sweet. I only know who... uh. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me, I only know who Mark Barron is, because he always picks off my passes in Madden. I'm sorry. Trying to throw over the linebackers. Sorry about that, man. And then
2: they jump 19 feet in the air. Hey, on tomorrow's show... On tomorrow's show? We're going to hear from Ben Tate, former Auburn running back. So be sure to catch that episode. I don't say this a lot, but that interview is wild. It's crazy. (laughs) He doesn't really hold anything back, and we're going to break it down. So that's going to be tomorrow's show. I think you'll really enjoy it. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlack. We follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast.
0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network.